Hey, good day. My EAJ1023 listeners, Eddie, good morning to you. I'm here today just relaxing after a very long week. And I hope your week was as satisfying as mine. Since the last time that we spoke, a lot has went on. And I know that this month, I did dedicate this month to the topic of personal development. And what I have to talk about today is kind of outside of what I was going to uh, put next in the series. But a series of unfortunate events this week has led me to make this the top of the list now for personal development. Something that we need to take care of. And that thing that I want to talk about today is get yourself some life insurance, y'all. It's about life insurance today. And the reason why I'm saying that is that um, I've had the, the honor and the privilege of working with a number of families during the time when they've lost a loved one and have to prepare to funeralize the person. And uh, for some reason, I've encountered more often than not the person being buried is not prepared for the financial responsibilities that come with the burial service and the family has to scramble up the change to put together something decent for the memory of their loved one and uh that can all be avoided that can all be avoided with some proper preparation understanding this i know that we get um auto insurance you must have it at least at the minimum liability um if you buy a new car they want you to have full coverage uh we we get health insurance um biden care is in now doesn't wipe out obamacare actually improves on some of the things that work there um if you have a home you have house insurance you have um flood insurance fire insurance all of these insurances um but there's there's no guarantee that, you know, your health will go bad, but you still get the insurance. There's no guarantee that uh, there'll be a fire or flood damage or even with the auto that there'd be an accident. But the one thing that is for sure is that our life comes to an expected end. And I don't see how we can think that we can be responsible people without having a life insurance policy that will assure that our loved ones left behind to bury us have as easy time of that financially as possible. It's already a hard time um, losing you. And then for the family to have the extra burden of putting together um, the cost of a funeral, which is exponential right now, um, I think that that's not a very... Um, I don't think that's a very mature or considerate thing to do. So I want to do a little one-on-one -on -one thing on life insurance from some research that I've done. And yes, I have life insurance, actually two policy. I have a policy. My wife has a policy. We have a policy on our kids. We have policy on our grandkids um, because we know that unless Jesus come back and you're saved, 
you're not going to skip the funeral. There will be slow singing and flower bringing, right? And there's many things to consider when it comes to getting a life insurance policy that can help protect your family's future financial needs. So this life insurance uh, session can help you make it easier to understand the basics about how life insurance works and types of coverage available, why you need it, and how to go about choosing a plan that's right for you. And after we finish this, I hope that if you don't have some, that you start looking at some different policies. You can research them online and get you something in place that will help to make that time of bereavement better. Now, why do you need life insurance? Like, duh. But let me just tell you three specific things um, about life insurance. Um, number one is to pay for burial and finance final expenses. Even a simple funeral can cost thousands of dollars. The National Funeral Directors Association report that I looked at, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> report that I looked at that the price Americans pay for a funeral, the median price is $7,181. And when you include the price of a vault, something that most cemeteries require, this comes out to about $8,508. Right. And so about 51 percent of those Americans that do have life insurance get the life insurance for this reason to pay for burial and final expenses. Also, a life insurance policy plays the important role of replacing your income if you died, leaving behind a spouse and young children. It may be hard for them to make ends meet without your income and money from a life insurance policy can help maintain your family's standard of living and pay for expenses that go along with raising the children. OK, and another important thing is that if you have a home and you have a mortgage, um, it falls in line with replacing your income. A large part of your working adult life is dedicated to paying off the mortgage to your house, which can take 30 years or more. And life insurance can help ease the financial burden your family may face to keep the roof over their head after you're gone. Money from a policy can help them continue to make monthly payments or even pay off the entire balance. And that will be excellent. Okay. So this is, these are some of the, um, reasons why I believe it's very important to have life insurance. So, so what exactly is life insurance and how does it work? Okay. And see, I had I looked into it myself because it was actually during a a church service that a pastor um, admonished us all in the congregation on this topic. With some of what I'm telling you now um, about the importance of it, the challenge of having the service and everything without having the money to do it, and some of the challenges that that makes um, emotionally also for those that are left behind to take care of us. Okay. So life insurance is a contract. That's what it is. It's a contract between you and an insurance company to provide you with coverage based upon your timely payment of the premiums. Now, life insurance provides a death benefit 
to the person called your beneficiary. It's usually a spouse upon your death, but you can also name your children, etc., etc. So when you pass away, your beneficiary files a claim with the insurance company to submit proof, which is usually a death certificate of your passing. If there's an agent who usually works with your family, your beneficiary can contact that agent who will help him or her to complete the necessary paperwork. Or um, if your beneficiary can contact the insurance company directly and a claims representative will instruct him or her on what to do. And after the insurance company receives all the documents, then your beneficiary will be issued the death benefit payout. So if you name a child, though, um, yeah, if you name a child as your beneficiary, then a custodian of the policy would have to file the claim. This could be someone who you, who you named to manage the money from the policy in case you died while your child is still a minor. And if you didn't name anyone, then a court will appoint someone. So there, there's types of life insurances, though. There's, there's different types. I, the ones I'm familiar with are term insurance and permanent insurance. So I'm going to talk about those, all right? Life insurance can be either temporary or permanent. So temporary insurance is more commonly called term insurance. And the policies are issued um, for specific numbers of years, anywhere between five and 30 years. So permanent insurance covers you for your entire life or up to a certain age. Usually I think it's like a hundred years old or something. So some of the, the, the basics of life insurance you need to know are the main differences between term and permanent life insurance. So let me talk about term insurance first. So it pays a death benefit to your beneficiary only if you die during the term of an active policy until the age of approximately, I said, 95 to 100. Um, in most cases, death benefit and the right to convert to a permanent policy without proof of insurability are the primary features, and the policy has no value at the end of the term. So, um, yeah, that's that's with term insurance. So with um, permanent insurance, what I understand is that it pays a death benefit to your beneficiary regardless of when you die. As long as the policy is in force, it includes a death benefit and a savings feature. This is permanent insurance. And the policy builds cash or loan value that you can borrow against, withdraw or invest. Okay, it's also a good place for you to put some money away um, for future use. All right, so even though there's those two main ones, the um, term and permanent, there are different um, types of those kind of insurances. So practically all um, term insurance policies sold to individual consumers are called level premium term policy. This type of policy guarantees that your premium will stay the same for a set period of time, which could be the entire term or just a portion of it. Now, other less common types of term insurance include annual renewable term and decreasing term coverage. And the majority of insurance companies don't offer these plans to individual insurance shoppers because they're generally not the best fit for families looking for the most protection. That's why. So um, two of the most popular types of permanent insurance are whole life and universal life. Most whole life policies provide a level premium. So the rate that you pay stays the same for the entire policy. And with most life insurance policies, you can get a larger death benefit by passing a medical exam. Um, other permanent insurance policies available include what's called variable life and variable universal life. So how are they issued? 
um, policies are either um, simplified issue. This, this is the uh, choices of how you get one. It's called the, um, uh, let me think for a minute. Yeah, okay, it's called um, simplified issue or it's fully underwritten. That's what I was trying to remember, fully underwritten, okay? So the simplified issue policies only require that you answer questions about your health when completing the insurance application. These policies usually cost more since the insurance company has less proof about your health. And in, in comparison, then a fully underwritten policy required that you take a medical exam and complete some lab work so they know what they getting into right and then so you usually get a lower premium the price you pay for the insurance monthly on these policies if the result of the uh, test and the exam showed that you're in good health okay now the the rate that you pay um, is very not very easy but it there is an, one equation that makes uh, all the difference. The general rule of thumb with, with Life Insurance 101 is that the younger and healthier you are, the less you will pay for insurance. So age is typically the most important factor in calculating your premium rate. Now, other factors may include the gender. Um, usually females typically get lower rates because of a longer life expectancy. Um, some of the answers to health questions on your policy application can determine your rate. Um, the results from, of course, like I said before, the medical exam and lab work. Um, your family medical history plays a role. Your marital status, your location, where you are. Different states have different interest rates and things like that. And uh, your lifestyle, if you're um, a big one is if you're a smoker or a non-smoker, your alcohol consumption, um, if you participate in any risky hobbies like uh, skydiving. So some of those things do come into place when you're uh, shopping for a policy. Okay, so the, there's a couple of uh, tips I think I want to leave you with in the process so that you can understand that so that you don't run into no shady life insurance uh, agent dude um, and, well, dude or, or dudette, right? Females, females can get kind of, you know, a little bit shifty too when money is involved. But there's, um, I think there's a couple of things that I can, uh, that I can talk to you about right now that will help you, um, to have like a, a, a prepared, prepared, what to be prepared for, um, when you talk to an agent or, uh, put in the application for your life insurance. Okay. All right. So the first thing is to determine, and these are not in order of importance, just the way they're coming to my head. So bear with me. Just uh, determine your needs. Calculate, right? Sit down and do this. It takes a little bit of work, but it's worth it. Calculate how much debt you have, your monthly living expenses, and your final expenses. That's right. You can go to a funeral home or call them up and find out what the cost is now and, and kind of like figure, you know, the rate of increase that it might be a few thousand dollars more um, later on. But you include some, um, you know, look at your expenses, include any future expenses such as, you know, uh, college tuition and figure out how long you need replacement income and how much income it would take for your survivors to pay for immediate and future expenses. Right. It comes down to to being a good steward over your finances and over the care of your family. 
Now, the next now once you know what you need, and that's important because you know sometimes if you don't know what you need, they'll sell you what they want, right? And to their benefit, I mean, they they are in this game to make money, and so the more they can get you to spend, of course, the better it is for them. But you have to know exactly what you need so that you can know what you don't need when they try to, if you, you know, are trying, they're trying to sell you something like that. So when, once you do that, now get a quote from different insurance companies. Just because one sound good don't mean that it's the best, right? Do your research. Do your due diligence, all right? Um, compare rates, the different policy features, and the benefits to make sure you're getting what you want and the best deal for it, all right? And and so when it comes to looking at a company, don't get no, you know, um, Johnny's Insurance Company on the corner of Martin Luther King and 3rd, all right? Choose a company with a strong financial rating. I'm not saying that Johnny's on the corner right there wouldn't be any good but i'd want to have a more secure long-standing record of that um, company's ability to maintain a good reputation before i trust them with something as important as this that's what i'm saying so companies with the highest ratings offer more guarantee that they will have the finances to pay your claim. You can get financial strength ratings from rating agencies like um, A&M, Best Company. Um, yeah, it's called the A and A.M. Yeah, A-A-M, Best Company. And if you do some research on um, the life insurance company that you're looking into, um, that rating will let you know where they stand like that. Okay? It's almost like a better business bureau thing for um, life insurance. All right? So once you do that, then you make an appointment with the agent. After you narrow down your search to a specific company, speak with a licensed agent to go over more details about your, your, um, about your needs. And take a list with you. Don't try to do it off the top of your head. Write down some key important um, questions that you need answers, some guarantees um, so that you can know that you're getting the right policy for you and take that with you. All right. Now, make sure, though, that you can afford the premium. Whatever that monthly figure is, make sure that it's not a stretch for you to pay it in a way that this month I can't afford it, so I'm, I'm going to have to drop it. Because you've given away the money that you paid prior to that time, okay? Because you don't get it back. And so make sure that you can afford the premium. Even if you have to start with a smaller premium now, you can always increase the insurance later as your finances get better. OK, but make sure that from the door, double check how much income you have coming in and how much expenses you have going out to make sure that the rate you're getting is affordable. Key important. Now, here's the thing that we make another big mistake in doing. And that is skipping the fine print. And that's why they write it in fine print, because it looks like a lot. And I've challenged myself with all kind of documents, especially those credit card joints. Um, start off with a low APR and the next thing you know, you're paying tremendous monthly um, payments because the uh, interest, the the, the the payment rate went up. But anyway, I'm not talking about credit cards now. Read your policy. After, after you've been issued a policy, 
make sure y'all i mean if i if i had to say our number one thing to do is this make sure you read all the fine print if you don't like your policy state laws generally mandate that you have a certain number of days to cancel your policy and receive a refund of any premiums you paid depending on the state this may be within 10 to 30 days after the policy issue date all right so please read your policy take your time go over it don't rush through it and if there's something you do not understand gain understanding because this is a very important part to your stewardship and your responsibility and so um that tells you a, a certain things okay now who needs uh, how how do i put this what i want to talk about next well, well how much life insurance should you buy you know it's like oh, i'm gonna get a million dollar life insurance I, I get it you know that'd be good for the beneficiaries behind you if you can afford the monthly payments and they, they end up being a millionaire because you die hope that they love you really really good okay <laughs> But people, there, there's there's certain categories of people who need to consider um, even more, um, put it more of a priority. And if you're you're young and married with small children, you need the most death benefit from a life policy because the need for income replacement that can cover the expenses of growing children is far greater. Also, if a spouse who stays home to take care of the kids were to die, it would be an additional expense for the surviving spouse to pay for child care services so a term plan is typically the least um, expensive option to get the most coverage longer term policies like the 20 year or 30 year plan can be the most suitable for young families so if you're young and married with small children yeah definitely i'm not saying any of the other categories but definitely because of the young children um that have years to grow up and need the financial support of the parents you definitely go at the top of the list for those that must have um, a life insurance policy so if you're young and married with no children and the houseboat you know uh, and so you and your 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 loved one um kind of share the expenses um equally you may not need life insurance except for the burial um part of it but depending on your lifestyle it may be hard to maintain the same standard of living if one of you were no longer around so there's this article that i looked at in uh kiplinger magazine um and it says that a modest amount of coverage may be enough to meet your needs and since term policies allow you to get just the basic amount of coverage you need you can pick a plan with lower death benefit to get a more affordable rate and like i said as things change if a health issue pops up or anything like that you can always uh revisit your policy and and make changes to it all right um, if you're a single parent, like young couples with children, single parents who have younger kids um, also need a policy that provides a large death benefit. Studies show that um, most single parents are women and the average salary single mothers earned um, was about $36,780, according to, I think, Forbes magazine is where I got this. And so this is far less than the average wage for married couples with children under 18, which is about 107000 
So with with less income among the majority of single parents, it's more likely that there wouldn't be enough savings that would be used in, for income replacement if the parent dies. And the life insurance basic step in this situation is to get low-cost life insurance policy that can provide the most protection. The lower the cost of term insurance makes it good choice for single parents. Um, an, another place like if you're not a single parent, but you know you're you're an, an empty nester, the kids are all off to college, but that doesn't mean that your life insurance needs to end. You may need to support your children to go through college years to help pay for tuition, room and board, books, and even clothing. And if your household runs on two incomes and you still have major debts to pay off, like mortgages, you need the protection of income replacement, not just the death benefit. All right. Depending on your age, you may also have a while to go before you have enough retirement savings. And so um, these are all very, very important factors and things to consider. So at this stage in life, a policy that has a death benefit your spouse could use to cover expenses if one of you dies. The policy can also build cash value to supplement your retirement savings. It, that may be also suitable for you too. So you can choose to go to plan that converts to a permanent insurance or go straight for a permanent policy depending on your needs. So if you don't need supplemental income as fast, you can get a 10-year convertible term plan. So by the time you're 65, you would get a whole life policy. And when you reach 75, you can get the cash value of that policy um, into your pocket as part of your income for your retirement years. So um, I just wanted to kind of touch the, you know, get get you started on thinking and, and gain a little bit of understanding in that. You know, now that you've learned some of the basics, I hope, from this little life insurance talk as part of your personal development plan in the area of finances, I hope that it makes it easier for you to make a decision on what type of coverage you should get. But even more important that you definitely from this talk realize that you sh you got to get got to get some got to get some insurance y'all it's uh it's a it's it's a big factor in what happens um after we leave our loved ones behind and the financial burdens this life has so that's in the in in the 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 vein of what I wanted to talk about you know but another um insurance policy for life is our insurance policy for eternal life right uh, it, it it's it's those we leave behind they they may have time to get another policy in place but there's only one policy that pays off eternal life and that is the acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior right um, with him the Bible tells us in our most uh, vener veneered rever rever revered verse John three sixteen, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth in them would not perish but have everlasting life and that's an insurance policy for life after this because we all going to go into eternity it's just that some of us are going to end up sitting in the smoking section <laughs> while others will be in the non-smoking section right um because remember that the you know it, in verse 17 of john 3 3 17 it says for for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved so if you have already uh 
put in your your policy for eternal life, right? To be forever with the Lord. Um, then look back and say, you know, let me take care of the other members of my family the same way as I'm talking about making sure that they have um, something to pay for the funeral to keep on top of the bills and pay off some of them um, through your stewardship. Be a good steward and, and share, share that gospel with your loved ones, right? Share that gospel with them. Um, give, give them a eternal life insurance policy um, that is guaranteed by heaven itself. You know, God the Father himself, you know, wants us saved and will save us and will keep us once we're saved so that we can inherit the kingdom that he has for us. Okay. All right. So I have gotten that off my chest. I'm still staying on personal development. This might've been a little, you know, off the, the, the path that I was taking with the personal development, um, topics, but I, it just came to my heart cause I just finished, um, overseeing a funeral this week and it kind of jumped out to me, you know, how much, uh, how different the, the process would have been if the one that had passed away had left behind a little something, something for the family to, you know, grab a hold of and make sure that they have a decent burial. All right. But ain't no stopping us now. So now that we've got some information, it becomes our responsibility on whether we use it or not. And I hope that you take this for heart. And if you don't have insurance, get you some. All right. Ain't no stopping you now. But while we're living, live life on purpose by being blessed on purpose intentionally all right you're blessed already but now stay blessed intentionally eddie my man thank you so much like i said you always 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 um you know um i'm so glad that you take the time to ensure that we have this opportunity and with that, I'm going to say um, latest to everyone and God bless you and keep you until um, the next time I, we get together here. Um, love you and stay tuned for our next segment here on this Gospel Sunday morning.